a lot of people have been wrestling with how did it happen? And not only that, but some of the logistics and some of the issues from a legal standpoint about how was he even out? We're talking about Daryl Brooks, the man who was accused of running through a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And so we're going to turn and get some legal expertise from somebody who certainly knows it firsthand. He is one of the top defense attorneys around. Phil DeLucente joins us right now on the Rick Dayton Show. Phil, it is great to have you joining us on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. How are you, Phil? Hey, good afternoon, Rick. Thanks so much for having me, uh, and happy Thanksgiving hey, to thank you and you. all the folks at KDK. Thank you. It is always good to hear your voice and, and have you on and have worked with you for many, many years. And, and I think that it makes sense to, to sort of get the information from somebody who lives in that world on a regular basis. I think a lot of people found themselves being very frustrated and maybe even incredulous that the accused in this particular case, and let's keep in, in mind, accused is, is where we are in this case, but the accused was out on bond of $1,000 despite having had a history of trying to hit the mother of his child, with his vehicle. Help us well, to understand, Phil, the whole process, please. Certainly. It, it, it's, quite frankly, remarkable. And I know we're in the day of age where, you know, lower bonds, and, and I appreciate that, and it should not be a debtor's prison. But this is a, a, a person who had a tremendous amount of criminal history, and that is one of the factors that go into establishing whether or not bond should be set and at what rate. And so folks understand there's an ROR bond, which means released on your own recognizance. There's non-monetary bond, and then there's monetary bond. And the monetary bond means you have to pay a bill agency. And a lot of times it will be a 10% where they say it's straight. A non-monetary could be high, but it just says essentially that uh, if you don't show up for your court appearances. Now, what goes into those bill factors? You look at the history, criminality we already addressed, but also what ties to the community do they have? Do, are they someone who um, is working? Do they own their own home? Do they have family there? Uh, and these are one of the reasons the statute set up like that is so if a judge, whether it be a magisterial district judge or a common pleas judge, they can maybe perhaps have him on a uh, house arrest type of, or some type of monitoring, if you will. Right. Now, here we have a guy that probably should not have been out on bond to begin with, uh, when you look at his criminal history and the propensity for him to commit violent acts. Not so even much just with uh, his girlfriend, but with others. I believe there was a gun charge uh, that I had read um, that he had. And so, here we have now a gentleman, he's in a domestic disturbance, police are called, they eventually are able to track him down in this SUV. The one officer puts in the complaint that he actually saw him, told him to stop. Another officer said he then sped away, and then as he's telling him to stop, he intentionally drives into the middle of a parade, killing, as we now know, as of a few hours ago, six people, and one being a, a very young child. I'm, I'm not sure what the right word. I mean, I think that people are crying, okay, the system is broken. The system's been this way for a long time, Phil. And and not everybody who gets out on a $1,000 bond goes off and does something as malicious or spiteful or hateful or whatever the word is as what this man is accused of doing. 
That's, so, that's exactly that, that's exactly is right. Is it broken? But, is it not broken? I mean, where do you come down on this? Well, well, you know, it's 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 no different than looking at two various trials we just had. Uh, Arbery's case, they were all found guilty of murder, one first degree, the other two second degree. And then uh, we had a few days before that a young man who went to a protest and fired, and, and uh, the claim was by the defense lawyer self-defense, and he was acquitted. So facts are very important, and that's why these bail hearings, uh, you hire a defense lawyer, they make a case on behalf of the court. Um, and they need to have the criminal history category of a person. Mm-hmm. Are they somebody who's a first-time offender that should be out on a $1,000 bond for a misdemeanor crime or even for a felony? Uh, perhaps. But when there's the re- repetitious uh, inclination to commit criminal acts and you know convictions, these are some things. So I am certain that the uh, judge in this case who had released him on a thousand dollars bond in Wisconsin is probably feeling a lot of heat uh, from uh, the ultimate uh, Supreme Court of that state as well as a lot of other of his uh, brethren. Phil DeLocente joining us here on KDKA and the Rick Dayton Show. Phil, is there any recourse for the Supreme Court? I mean, for an elected judge, for instance, to, is there any pushback? Is there any way that they that they end up um, basically being reprimanded or being, um, I'm not sure even the right word, I mean, suspended, et cetera, for something that, that somebody else would deem to be an egregious error? Well, you know, Judges inherently have immunity uh, right. when they are acting in their scope of employment. Um, it, now, ethically, I do not think that that's an issue uh, for the judge. But a judge comes from the word judgment. And so, uh, you know, you start to question uh, the judgment. But I could tell you this you have these types of scenarios, okay? You have these types of scenarios, but you might have an individual who didn't have a criminal history. So the bail factor is one uh, contingency. The other thing I'd like to know is, because of his previous uh, sophisticated criminal history, did they did they com- uh, conduct a mental health examination? That is something that could have been requested. I have not heard anything along those lines, meaning is this somebody that is actually of sound mind. A lot of times that goes to the previous criminal history and whether or not uh, that person might have a psychological deficiency. Uh, The other uh, issue you want to know is he was charged and convicted with these other crimes. Was the judge even made aware of it? It's always easy in our society to point to the judge and say it's his fault, but actually it's this gentleman's fault, and we don't actually know even what the judge had in front of him or her to uh, review and, uh, you know, uh, essentially give a bail request uh, by motion. Well, that's the reason why we turn to you. And, Phil, you never let us down. Phil DeLucente joining us here on the Rick Dayton Show. Thank you very much. Uh, are you going to take some time off? You were, you were maybe the hardest working guy I know. Are you actually <laughs> going to be off for a day or two? Well, I'm in exhaustive overdrive. I, I think I am taking tomorrow off. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Well, again, thanks so much for clearing out some time for us today. We appreciate it, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Right. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Phil. Always good to hear from him here on the Rick Dayton Show, the Discontinued Pittsburgh Newsline, bringing you Phil DeLocenti.